Fabula Rasa, bitches. Hello, hello. Hello. My name is Allie. And I'm Nick. And welcome to season one, episode 10 of Tabula Rasa, bitches. We're so glad you're here. We are. In Tabula Rasa, bitches, you'll listen as two decades-long friends jump back into the world of Buffy the Vampire Slayer and relive the show that brought them close together and taught them so many of the values they still cherish today. Side note for our friends, we'll be discussing this episode, spoilers and all. If you haven't watched and don't want to hear spoilers, hit that pause button, go do your watching, and come back. We are ready to celebrate your return whenever you get back here. <laughs> yes, yes. I just realized after all these episodes, it sounds like when you say sign up for our friends, as if we're talking to like a specific group of people. But no, we mean all of you who are listening, who are all our friends. Side note to all. Side note to everyone. Uh, in each episode of Tabula Rasa, bitches, we'll dive into an episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer and discuss the lessons that can be learned from our favorite Sunnydale warriors and the supernatural creatures they use their talent and friendship to overcome. Today, we'll be discussing season one, episode 10, Nightmares. What an episode it is, Allie. Indeed. This is, this is one I haven't seen a ton. So that was cool. So do you want to kick us off with our episode summary? I'd be thrilled. Everyone's nightmares seem to be coming true at Sunnydale High. Xander goes to class in his underwear, Giles loses the ability to read, and time flies during Buffy's surprise test. Buffy keeps seeing a young boy around campus and begins to make a link when a student is attacked by a strange monster who keeps saying Lucky 19. Buffy discovers that the boy she sees is an astral projection as the actual boy is lying in a coma in the hospital after having been brutally attacked. The living nightmares worsen with Buffy encountering the master, Giles mourning over Buffy's grave, and Buffy actually rising as a vampire. The gang tries to find the boy to help him wake and discovers that the monster is a living nightmare version of the boy's baseball coach, who we find out is the one who put the boy in the coma. Buffy helps the boy face up to his fears and all returns to normal. And as usual, I'm going to give a huge wave of gratitude to Buffy Guide from whom I stole some of this summary. Hey, you know, working smarter, not harder. Absolutely. So yeah, like I said, this is a good episode, and yet it's one I feel like I've barely seen. I um found myself, too. This was definitely one of the fresher takes for me. I don't know why it's a great episode. I don't know why I haven't watched it as I think much. it just falls in that, like, it's not the first episode, group of episodes. It's not the last group of episodes. It's just that weird in the middle that, I don't know. Totally. I think I think when I'm doing a rewatch, I start out very, very detailed in my watching. And then it kind of takes off. And there are... Multitasking. I don't know, just, and... Yeah, this falls into a slump for some reason. But I like it. I like it a lot. I think it's powerful. Mm -hmm. Agreed. I mean, I think this is absolutely something that everyone can't whether you're talking about like literal nightmares when you're sleeping or just like the metaphorical nightmares i think it's something that everybody deals with um my first note starts with the first opening scene buffy has some adorable pigtails i had a note about the pigtails too i said hell yeah strong girls wear braided pigtails because i wear those all the time <laughs> uh you do and you rock the pigtails thank you i wonder what the ideal slayer fighting hairstyle is I think about this is something that I think about a ton in action movies and stuff because you see a lot of people with their hair out and I'm like, I don't believe it. I just don't buy it. <laughs> One of my favorite moments in Birds of Prey, the emancipation of one Harley Quinn was in the big like climactic fight. One of the girls turns to the other and because she's been like messing with her hair or something like that and she like offers her a hair tie. And I was like, yes, yes. It's like oh, when I so see funny. someone change into sneakers or something like that. Like, I'm just like, yes, absolutely. So I would say like, like a high ponytail and like maybe a braided ponytail so that like, it's not even, you don't want it out in any way. Or, or actually I would say optimum would be really tight space buns, mm, like kind of mm -hmm. sailor moon without the mm -hmm. big long pigtail. I think cause it's all out of your face and it's not coming out. It's not whipping in your face and you don't want to actually wouldn't want a ponytail because a ponytail could potentially give leverage to an attack. That's true. That's a good point. Well, so her her hairstyle in this and and as the scene opens, she's in the master's lair. We later find out it's just a nightmare or whatever. But 
Um, I, I guess her pigtails do give leverage. That's not ideal. But they're not going to be all in her face as she's fighting. No, no. Braided pigtails are, are pretty good. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. I mean, that's why I wear my hair in that so much because it just keeps it out of your face. Yeah. Uh, I, my next note, uh, Wendell moving to the scene where they're in class and we meet a new classmate, Wendell. Uh, he looks like Tommy from Power Rangers. Oh, I had such a crush on Tommy from Power Rangers, right? He's a really cute one, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's the, he's the leader with the ponytail. Oh, yeah. He's a cutie. Oh, yeah. I just Googled. Yep. He's a cutie. All of them are cuties, though, let's be honest. True. In the scene right before this, when Joyce, uh, Buffy's, like, having night terror or whatever, um, I noticed that uh, Joyce, like, lifts the screen up and Buffy's window is open. And in the last episode, Joyce said, you shouldn't sleep with the window open. But Buffy continued to sleep with the window open. Mm. Buffy, don't sleep with the window open. Your mom just told you that. Come on, you're going to let bugs in? There isn't a screen on that. I saw. <laughs> Girl. Gonna let demon puppets in. Who knows? Uh, uh. Well, and that's the thing is that, like, well, I don't know. I, I guess if I'm Buffy, I'm like, if it's if if a window would impede it, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, like if it's a big enough deal that if it's a big enough deal that I'm worried about it, then the window probably wouldn't stop it anyway. That's true. So. Yeah, I'll I'll sleep with the with the dice drafts coming in. That'll be. Or I don't know. After the puppet, maybe I am making sure those windows are closed. Who knows. Um, I'm glad you made that note about Wendell. <laughs> um, I have a Cordelia has so many good quotes oh, yeah. in this episode. So many of them. I wrote down a lot of them, but this one is from Xander. Uh Cordelia is like Xander or Wendell, you're in my light or whatever. And then Xander comes up and he goes, Wendell, what is wrong with you? Don't you know that she's the center of the universe <laughs> and the rest of us just revolve around her? <laughs> that is a good one. And I do like the little exchange that Xander and Wendell have. Like it's a he must be a good guy or like a casual friend of theirs because they do have a nice back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he's cool. Yeah. Sadly, we don't, we don't, I don't think we see any more Wendell after this. I don't think so either. Um, They're teaching active listening in high school. In this high school, they need to teach that in more high schools. Yeah. Agreed. Well, they were in, it's, was it, what, what class were they in? Was it some kind of like literature or something that they were talking about? They were in a literature class. In the next episode. Mm, okay. This one, I feel like, is like a psych. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I yeah. should not say, oh, yeah, I don't know that for sure. Never mind. I take it back. I take it back. I have a note. Boys is stupid, but I don't know what that refers to. It doesn't keep it from being true. Um, I don't know. Probably, like, just a salient point to raise, you know, any time. any time. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. A, a Julie Pressism. Boys is stupid. And my dad's corollary. Dames is trouble. I don't know about that second one, I think, but the first one for sure. So Wendell opens his textbook and we get a first glimpse into people's nightmares coming true, mm -hmm. all the spiders everywhere. I'm just saying I, too, would scream absolute bloody fucking murder if spiders were crawling all over Especially me. Especially that number. There's like, a it's lot. not just one. Yeah. It's not just one. It was a lot. They're of all them. over him in multiplying, mm -hmm. it seems like. Oh, and also just like completely out of context. You're not like walking through a forest. You're not, you know, rummaging in an attic. You're in the middle of class. You open your book and spiders pop out. It's a nightmare. Hey, oh. <laughs> he said it. <laughs> yeah. No, that would. Yeah, I would. I would scream. I am not a fan. I don't. I think that spiders can be very useful. You know, they eat mosquitoes and shit, but it doesn't mean I want to see them. You know, now that I know you're here. <laughs> um, the, the rule that I have with spiders and nature just in general, I celebrate you outside my house. <laughs> oh, my God. Here for you. Yes. Get it. Do your thing. The second you cross the threshold into my space, we're done. We're done. Right. Our relationship's over. This is going to end yeah. badly for you. Like, I'm great with the concept that you exist or even the concept that you're inside my house. Because, like, okay, good. Because, like, bugs... I'd prefer you eat them, whatever. But then once you show up in my shower, sorry, you're drowning. I'm putting you down the drain. <laughs> like that's that's the deal. Cause now I know where you are. And what's worse than seeing a spider? Seeing a spider than no longer seeing a spider. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. Right? Like, where is it? Right. They move fast. Yeah, losing uh, it is mm -hmm. horrifying. Yep. Exactly. So we have a scene with the anointed one, and he's becoming less human, which is mm. interesting. 
I'm noticing. Like his he has voice. that kind of like reverberation in his voice. And so that's just like gradual. Just, just cool. I love the way that they set up the the camera shot of this scene. They have it in such a way that the anointed one, he looks even smaller. Mm -hmm. And like the master is just clearly, is teaching him this lesson about fears or whatever. So it's this like little kid and he does, he looks like a a little kid and then he speaks and his voice is, it has that reverberation. It just sounds creepy. Yeah. Yeah. The master bringing up a you know, an age old question, which is better to be loved or feared, love or hate Mm. kind of thing. Mm. It's a difficult choice. It is. I have a quote here from the master. um, If I can face my fear, it cannot master me. And I was like, you're not wrong. You're evil, but like, that's true. The master has some good advice, doesn't he? Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. I'm a proponent of facing your fears, you know, gotta be bold. Yeah, as a vampire, don't touch a cross because, like, that's not in your head. That will burn you. Like, don't do that. Like, there there are limits to it, you know. But overall, yeah, face your fears. Do it. Yeah. Yeah. So in this episode, we get a lot about Buffy dealing with her parents' divorce, which is definitely, I feel like we end up seeing less and less. It comes back in and out. But I I cannot speak to that. Do you have any, do you have any feelings about this? I do. That's my next note. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. So Buffy's mom is dropping Buffy off and Buffy is like asking questions. It's basically, she, she's basically asking like, is, is dad going to flake on this visit to me this weekend? Like, should I actually get my hopes up? And Joyce has this quote. She says, you just have to remember that your father adores you no more than I do, by the way. And <laughs> I thought this was like adorable and funny and like a really nice moment from Joyce. And also, I totally related to it. Um, my parents did the divorce thing very well. They never talked bad about each other. And now looking back, I, I see the... But they still like subtly. Yeah, like those little microaggressions or whatever. Yeah. And I like I didn't I never picked up on it as a kid or anything. But I, I feel like that was just a great that exchange be- between them was just a great microcosm of. Yeah, it was sweet in an odd little way. Yeah, yeah, it was. I had a I had a comment just that, you know, I know you're I know that's definitely the right thing to do to like, you know, not say anything bad about the other partner and stuff. But like, oh, God, that must be so hard not to say anything. Yeah, because. Uh, yes, there are some divorces that are like super amicable. They're still friends. They co-parent. They're just rock stars. But that's not, there's, I would say the majority are somewhere in the middle where it's not like horrendous, but like you're parting for a reason. Yeah. And I am that person that I do not disguise my feelings well. It's on my face. It's in my voice. I just, oh, I really hope I never have to go through that because I'm going to have such a hard time. I'm going to fuck up my kids so bad. And like the hardest, um, I can look back on serious relationships now and be a lot more graceful to the person than I was when I, when it first ended. And in divorce, like it is, it is the hardest to be nice about the other person when it is most important to be nice about them. Right. To like, yeah. oh my God, that is so hard. Oh. And having... Because it is different. There is a degree when there are kids involved where it is like, it's not about you. But it's this thing that is so incredibly about you. Yeah. That for these small humans, you have to do that selfless thing. And, you know, that's kind of the definition of parenting. But it still sucks. That is what Girls' Nights Outs are for. Girls' Night Outs. Girls' Girl nights out. Girls night. Ooh, yeah, words. whatever. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. That's that what is hangouts what... with friends are for. Treasured friend time. Yeah. Yes. Another great quote, getting back to spiders. What do they need all those legs for anyway? Good question. Good question. Yeah. I have that question too. Um, Giles getting lost in the stacks. Mm-hmm. Can I just say, um, G- we see a few of Giles' nightmares mm-hmm. here. And except for the last one, which I do have a note about so i don't want to spoil it before i get there except for the last one uh i feel like his fears are objectively not as scary as the others getting lost in the stacks not as scary as having spiders crawl over you i might actually disagree no um yes yes because as someone who extremely values their intelligence 
Giles, and I consider myself that one as well, proud Ravenclaw. Um, the idea of, I see it as bigger than just getting lost in the stacks. Yeah. I see that as being like symptomatic of him fading. Mm. That kind of mm -hmm. thing. So mm -hmm. like someone who is really good at memorization and can't remember something, or if you got lost on your way home or something like that, I find that terrifying. A lot of those prospects of getting old and things like that. And Giles, like his whole thing is knowledge. Yeah. And his whole thing is the library. So if suddenly he can't find his way around, that is disorienting that can mean other things which can be frightening i actually i actually think it is a considerable fear well okay so this is my advice to you smart people as a proud hufflepuff i'll just say i'll just say get stupider like the rest of us <laughs> god damn it come on give up some of your brain you'll be fine well there's also the aspect of dreams where there are certain things that in the dream you know them to be true I'm in a field full of puppies, but I was terrified, you know? So like sometimes it isn't necessarily like how it comes off on paper once you wake up. Yeah. It's easy to dismiss those things once you wake up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, fine. You have helped me relate to this in a different way, whatever. You're welcome. Um, I have a great quote from Xander here. If there's something bad out there, we'll find, you'll slay, we'll party. <laughs> we will indeed. <laughs> I love that. Um, I think later in that quote, he says, Buffy, you the man. <laughs> and then I think even later in that scene, he goes, it's funny if you're me. <laughs> I was like, so true. So true. Sometimes I just say things for my own amusement. It's okay if you don't laugh. I, I, it's funny to me. Yeah, I'm happy. <laughs> Whatever. I totally get that. So I think they all decide they're going to talk to Wendell, who had the spider incident or whatever. And then they, mm -hmm. they they do talk to him. And he talks about his spider collection that his brother accidentally killed or something. And he's talking about... Yeah, it gets deep. It does, yeah. Unexpectedly. He's like, like oh. I'm not afraid of spiders. I love spiders, but I killed them all. And now I have this guilt and I have these nightmares or whatever. And mm -hmm. just side note... He talk, he's talking about his collection. He's going through the different species in it. I don't know many of them, but he does mention at one point keeping black widows. That's a bad idea. A child shouldn't keep black widows. Just, yeah. I'm, I'm not mad that they died. Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of a, I'm opposed, I'm like sort of opposed to pet spiders, full stop. <laughs> True. Just like, there are certain things that like, I plan to be a very doting parent, but there might be certain things where my parents like, I want a snake. And I'm like, Ah, probably not probably not yeah yeah i want a spider i had a pet mouse as a child that's where i draw the line that's where my line is mice are actually extremely good pets they're smart they're very clean and they're so cute and they don't take up a lot of space i'm all about having a mouse yeah yeah snakes spiders yeah ants no yeah i just i just don't see the appeal yeah birds so not about birds Mm -hmm. Oh, not about birds. No, I, my cousin had a bird and I kept, and she would just like keep it out. And I like. Does it poop everywhere? Yeah. I like found poop behind my ear. Like it was yeah, just I don't like, love that. it was I don't unsettling. I feel like I couldn't relax. Like, no, no birds. <laughs> I, just, no I birds. just don't get the appeal. Like I want a pet that I can cuddle. So like, I just don't get it. I do like cuddling. Yeah. Um. So one of Buffy's fears is pop quiz. Um, did you ever have a test like that where you're just like, I, I don't know anything? Yes. I want to go back to this point because I, I have a point about this pop quiz specifically. I remember one time I was sitting in senior year of high school. You've just triggered me, Allie. I'm so sorry. You've just triggered me. I'm sorry. Apologies. Senior year of high school, I had psychology, AP psychology, first class of the day. And it was during that time, like right before school where we're like, I don't know yet. how long we like 15 minutes or whatever when everybody got there before class started or whatever. And it hit me that I had a big test and the unit was something like the 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 biology of psychology or something like mm -hmm. in the weeds. It hit me that I had a unit test that I had totally forgotten about, forgotten to study for. And just that sinking feeling. Everybody who's listening, and I'm sure you know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh -huh. Yep. Yeah. I got a D on that test, which honestly, the fact that you got a D. Yeah. No, that's pretty bad. I didn't know what I was it's doing. It's bad. 
Um, yeah. I. It's bad. I Thanks, came, Allie. Fuck it you. Is. I'm agreeing with you. I'm agreeing with you. <laughs> <laughs> you know me. I'm not in that C's get degrees camp. I'm just not. Hmm. No. Well, and so I came close to those, but was saved both times. So one of the times I was like freaking out and my mom let me stay home. Mm-hmm. Cause like if I had gone and taken that test, I would have failed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the second time this was again, senior year and we were mid tech week. This was Friday of tech week for Peter Pan in the fall. And I had an anatomy, an anatomy quiz. And I, I was sitting there that we were about to start the quiz and I was like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. I'm going to fail this. And right before we started, Ms. Rajowski said, hey, if anybody, anybody in Peter Pan, come see me at the back of the classroom. And she said, uh, I have been with you guys every night this week because she's so cool. She was one of the people doing the flying rigging for. So she was at she all the rehearsals. Yes, I was did. John in that Peter she Pan. Did. I have to plug myself. Yeah, 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 that was a crazy time. She helped me fly. That was nice. So, oh, yeah, sometimes. so she was one of the people doing the flying rigging. And so she was there every night of tech rehearsal. And she said, I don't know how you guys had had time to study because we were because I saw how long you guys were there. And I was like, we didn't. That's the answer. We didn't have time to study. So she said, if you guys want to take it next week, I'll let you. (gasps) Oh, Angel. I nearly cried. Like I literally almost cried because I had so many teachers who just never understood that like I had other things outside of their classroom. So I really appreciated that. And then I put my head down and took a nap. What a gal. Shout out to her. It was amazing. Hey, Tara. So Buffy is taking the taking the test quiz, whatever it is. There's a few spots. I paused and I read the questions she was asked. <laughs> I'm going to ask you one of the questions, Allie. Oh, God. This is a hard test. This is a hard test. I don't know the answer to this. And I'm wondering if you know the answer to one of these. That's why it's a nightmare. By the way, there were grammatical errors in the test itself, but that's fine. I've corrected them in my notes here. This is one of the questions, Allie. Are you ready? I'm ready. Give them hell, Harry, refers to which U.S. president? Why was this term coined? What was the single greatest accomplishment of his administration? What was his greatest defeat? So it is Harry Truman. I don't know anything beyond that. Didn't get there. I think. I'm going to Google that right now. Hang on. I can't imagine who else it would be. I think that's our only Harry president. I think that's our only president, Harry. Um, What was the campaign? What was his Why was the term coined? I don't know. Oh, why was the term coined? Give him hell, Harry. I, no, I I don't think we cover. We didn't do a lot with presidents in our times of school. Yeah, the class she was in was American history. That's a hard, that's hard though. Damn, this, yeah. wasn't, this wasn't a gimme. This was, yeah, you're right. That's why it was a nightmare. Yep. No, not, uh, not a fan. History was not my greatest subject. I did do AP US history and I think I got a three. On the AP test? It's out of four, isn't it? Out of five. Out of five. I still may have gotten a three, so. Hmm. Well, you know. Didn't fail. I had another point. I forgot it. Oh, well. What's your next note? Basements. Inherently creepy. Also, is that the best place to take a smoke break? I had to say, I also said that. Zero ventilation. Yeah. I don't know how you're hiding it. Um, That's also just like. I don't know. Can't you smoke in the bathroom like a normal person? Like, and like, are there not like smoke alarms in the bay? I think there are. I think it would be in some ways more important for there to be smoke. Like, I don't think. Yeah. Girl, you stupid. I don't want you beat up, but girl, you stupid. Yeah. And then she does get beat up, unfortunately. Smoking kills. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As she's getting wailed on by this demon. Oh, poor girl. I thought that was pretty great. This is about honor. Um, Sunnydale High School has a biker gang. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there was like this, some group that was like, looks like they were going to rumble or something like that. Yeah, this was one of those I had. Yeah, so so the next scene, yeah, there there's they they look like they're out of the movie Grease, right? Talking about yeah yeah the fight they're about to get into, and I I kept trying to remember this was one of those like I hadn't seen it in a while, so I forgot. I was like, okay, is the fact that they're it it was such a parodied image of right. Which part of it is the dream? Right, and then his mom comes in and embarrasses him, and that's the yeah. that's the nightmare part. But yeah, I was like, they have biker yeah. things. Okay, I mean, I guess not the most not the most unbelievable thing to come out of Sunnydale High, but still. Well, and it turns out a lot of the things that when I watch movies and TV shows, and I'm like, that sounds ridiculous. 
then, you know, you talk to somebody who grew up in a different part of town or in a different state or in a smaller, smaller, bigger city, whatever. They're like, no, that's that happened. Like, that definitely happened. I remember in high school getting really excited when I saw a fight because I was like, it's just like in the movies. (laughs) I didn't didn't stay very long because the crowd started like getting knocked into and stuff. And I was like, okay, time to get to class. But I was like, oh, my God, like there was a fight and people are like forming and watching. I was like, oh, my God, this actually happens. (laughs) (laughs) I've had the experience. I'm good. We're done. But like gangs exist. So who says that Sunnydale doesn't? have a gang maybe a really lame gang because it's just a small school but like they probably thought they were cool totally and to one of those gang members it probably would be extremely embarrassing to have your mom come in and embarrass you like that right yeah we all love you all you while you're trying to be tough yeah totally i could do that yep um xander's fit i have a heart i just i liked his outfit Mm, i like his outfit even more in a hot second um when we oh because this is the dream sequence that's why i liked his outfit yes yes Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, that's not Nicholas Brendan almost naked at this point. Probably not so much now. At that point, Nicholas Brendan shirtless is definitely a dream and not a nightmare. Absolutely. Like right before that scene, we see Willow open her locker and in on a sticker in her locker says Nerf Herder. And I was very confused by I was like, Nerf Herder, what the hell is that? Oh, did you look did you look it up? Sure did. They wrote the Buffy theme song. Yeah, they did. How about that? Of course you knew that already. God damn it, Allie. Well, also, and maybe this is where the band gets their name from, probably is, Star Wars Episode 5. It had the Star Wars font. I thought it did. Yeah. Yeah, Star Wars Episode 5, Leia calls Han a scruffy-looking nerf herder. Wow. Neat. It's a really cute scene. It's when, like, tension's really, the sexual tension is, like, really heating up. And she's like, you scruffy-looking nerf herder. I love some sexual tension. That's good stuff. Mm-hmm. Love some Han. And then, oh, this dad stuff. So heartbreaking. Oh, devastating. Yeah. So, yeah. So Buffy's dad shows up and we we know we eventually learn it's part of the nightmare. But yeah, he's just saying horrible, horrible things to her. And the, he's, the, the tone as he's saying these things is like very matter of fact. It's like gentle almost kind and some with the tone of it but like talking down like uh how do you not see this like this is so obvious it's condescending and, isn't mm-hmm, it yeah yeah mm-hmm. so like i have this note of how does this work so is that a magic fake dad or is that real dad having magic words in his mouth because he does at the end of the episode he does come back and he does this but like i'm so interested by the mechanics of this dream thing yeah, that is interesting because we know, well, I guess we don't know. We don't know if our Scooby gang remembers that we don't know. Buffy never references being a vampire ever again. We don't know if they remember. Yeah. Have they all forgotten? Well, we we know the next day they talk about Wendell's spider stuff. They do. Like they were all there in the classroom. So they remember it once they leave the classroom. Oh, you're right. Because they're going around. The spell is still ongoing, though. At that point. Yeah, well, and it's not quite a spell per se. It's like extended consciousness. So it's not quite magic, but... Is it one of those that her... It, it, it is feasible that when her dad shows up at the end of the episode and is very kind and how we expected that would be. It's it's possible that he's doing that like selective amnesia thing that Sunnydale parents are into do. I'm leaning towards the magic fake dad. Hmm. Because, like, it's not like those spiders came from somewhere. Or, like, when Xander's clown comes for him, it's not like the clown that was at his party found its way to Sunnydale. And when um, Willow at one point performs in front of an opera without remembering her words, we don't know anything else about the audience of that opera later. Yeah, that's a full audience. Right. I'm tempted to think it's all just, that's all magic fantasy. Magic fake dad. I like that. That makes me feel better as a viewer. Rather than the real dad saying it. Yeah. Hmm. I think so. Insightful question, Allie. Insightful question. Thanks. I always think about those mechanics things, and I never get answers. Do we see her dad's character ever again? And do we hear about him? Do we see him again? Yes. At least once more. 
he's definitely referenced oh doesn't he like move her back from because she goes for the summer or something and i think we see oh, you're him right. drop her back yes you're totally right yeah because he's talking about like i just kept buying her shoes because it was the only time i felt like she got excited yep yep yeah you're yeah, totally so right we definitely, we definitely see him more yep um and he's absolutely referenced but then definitely as seasons go on he just kind of fades away so yeah the speech from her dad is how i picture joss whedon yeah that's how i picture him like in the way that he's patronizing and cutting and yes cruel yep yeah yep yeah, i that... picture that i that's how i picture him talking to his actors yeah and from we what we've read about his conduct mm -hmm. he might be like a little more explosive but yeah i could see him yep yeah i see it yeah because this was such an ongoing pattern for so long. I see it as that more like casually cruel yep. of like, well, if he was slapping me around, I would, it would be easier to like yep. bring up issues. But when it's that kind of like, oh, you just misconstrued it or whatever. Evil people are also sly. Yep. Yep. Manipulators gonna manipulate. So I have a, I have a dream. I have a, a quote written down. Dreams? That would be a musical comedy version of this. <laughs> Uh, oh, just wait for just a musical wait. comedy version. Wait. And so as our, 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 the nightmares are escalating at this point and we see like Cordelia with horrible hair being hauled into chess club or whatever. Oh, I saw that. This is all Cordelia. <laughs> well, and for, I wonder for the, the characters at this point have seen a lot. Mm -hmm. They've seen a lot. They've gone through a lot for them. This might be the scariest experience they've had yet, right? I think so. Yeah. Because it's their actual worst thing. It's their nightmares. Right. That's like, but I love wow. that, like, that's Cordelia's worst nightmare. Somehow it's still shallow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can see having a, a dream like that because that was always my stuff was more like I didn't wake up for school. It wasn't like dragons or anything fun. It was always just like dumb real life stressful stuff yeah and gorilla i feel that hair struggle regarding the waking up late at least it's like the everyday stressful things but also the things that ali you would never allow to happen i i don't believe that you have overslept and missed a major commitment ever well you would be wrong oh well, okay. <laughs> that's just that's just the truth. Like we've all had a you would be wrong. Uh, you know, I thought I said it for AM, but I guess I'd said it for PM or you know, happened. Hmm. I've never heard about that. I mean never anything okay. like catastrophic, but like yeah. I've been late to school. It's happened. Not a lot, but it's happened. Mm. Cool. Yeah, I have I think it was Giles said, given the things she dreams about, referring to Buffy. And I was like yeah, true. I I can imagine that posing a problem. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I bet. I had this reflection. So we see one of Willow's nightmares is performing in front of, well, performing in front of people in general, but then not knowing the lyrics. Mm -hmm. Not only have I had the nightmare of performing in a show and not knowing the lines, um, I have also forgotten my lyrics in, in actual performance. So that is horrifying. Oh, one of the worst times of my life, I was on a medication for my headaches and it gave me extreme brain fog. And when I really knew something was wrong, because, you know, these symptoms kind of like creep up on you. Um, when I knew something was really, really wrong, I had an audition where I did a monologue that I had done a thousand times and I forgot words. That was really rattling. Oh, yeah. And then it started happening during the show. <gasps> oh, no. I would be looking at my scene partner and just uh, I'm blank. I got nothing. Yeah. So I would just skip to the next line that I knew. Luckily, this was a really supportive cast, and we would have we would circle up like at the top of every rehearsal or before every show and just kind of say, like, you know, oh hey, this so shoulder is sore, so don't do this thing today or whatever. And so I I let them know what was going on. I was like, Yeah, I've been foggy and stuff, so I look like I've forgotten my line. I probably have. So feel free to jump in. And if you don't see me where I norm normally am backstage, don't assume I know what's going on. I probably don't. So feel free to nudge me in the right direction. But it was it was really scary. It's something I really pride myself on is my memorization skills. Yeah. Yeah, that is scary. Mm. So not fun. Um, I love this quote from 
I don't remember who said it, but uh, faster, but not really safer. I don't remember where that came from. But... Faster, but not really safer. That seems like a sweet quote, though. Yeah. And then we have a great Willow quote. You think I'd be afraid, but I'm not. She's trying to, like, psych herself up. <laughs> Good that. self-talk, Willow. Yeah. Yeah. You think I'd be afraid, but I'm not. Um, Xander's scared of Nazis? Yeah, that was interesting to me. Yeah. Kind of a random. Does it relate at all? So, yeah. So when Xander is going through his nightmare sequence and it ends with the clown, but as he's like going into this hallway where he eventually runs into the clown or whatever, there there are Nazi symbols behind him. And, and later on, he like he has this whole other side story where he becomes like a soldier and stuff. Was that is that related to hit like? Is this alter ego that he takes on later? Like, was he like... I have no clue. Are these linked at all? Who knows? I don't... I don't think so. Like, the specifically Nazi stuff doesn't come back around. And maybe it's supposed to be more indicative of just, like, I'm in a sketchy work area. Yeah, yeah. And the graffiti happens... Like, it could have just as easily been an anarchy symbol, but it was an it was a swastika... But, like, it's his dream, so it seems like it would have some significance. So, But, yeah, that was just my question. Sanders scared of Nazis? Yeah. Yeah, that's one thing that I feel like didn't get tight. Not to say that Nazis aren't scary. It just seems random for a, a kid in the 90s. Yeah, yeah. When you ask me to list off my fears, I am afraid of Nazis. Right. But that doesn't look come up to the right. top Well, 10. we are also currently living in a time, you know, the fear of Nazis went down for a while. Now they're coming back up. <laughs> You know, it's funny how trends just come back around. This is April 2022. So when this comes out, who knows what will have happened that will give people more content. Oh, God. I hate this world, Allie. I hate this world. I hate that. But I like I Buffy. Buffy I gives me hope. Anymore. I know. Uh, although, funnily enough, uh, my next note is just abuse, um, which is horrifying, which is a big, which is a, what ends up being a, a, col- a coloring theme um, of this episode, because that's why this kid was so scared of his his baseball coach. Yeah, I have a note related to the uh, comparative evils of the various villains we've encountered. Uh-huh. And I feel like this Little League coach that put this kid in a coma, yep. I, I don't want to say he is the most evil we've seen so far because I don't have like a spreadsheet on all of the villains we've faced so far, but yeah. I don't know how you get much more evil. Well, than... it's like, how do you quantify evil? You know, is it qualitative or quantitative? But like beating up a kid because not playing well at your little league game, pretty damn bad. Yeah, no matter your scale, that's pretty. And you're a human. You're supposed to be. I don't know. When a demon does evil things, I'm right. like, okay, you're a demon. That's what yeah. you do. You're a human. You're an adult, man. Yep. Yeah, it, come, it brings back a, um, a a quote from Giles a while, from the puppet show, which was just like, you would want it to be a demon because then that's something you mm. can fight rather than coming to terms with a human being who's driven to murder, yeah. uh, which is in in various ways a lot scarier. Yeah. Um, and interesting how some of these dreams come back. This will not be the last time that we see Willow dreaming about stage fright. It's done? Nope. No. Oh, I think I'm forgetting something. Season four finale when they're all having dreams. <gasps> You're right. Mm-hmm. I always I always skip that episode because what? Yeah, you're so That's right. a good episode. Yeah, yeah, I wear I the cheese. The cheese does not wear me. I there's a uh, super powerful quote from Giles here when when it's clear. He's in his nightmare. Am I jumping ahead too far? Uh, just a little bit. Uh, so I just, just an interesting, oh my God, Willow, how insensitive cultural appropriation. Yeah. In a hair, a little opera thing. Cause it was just like, remember in the nineties when we would wear just like Chinese formal wear as a casual dress. Like I had one of those. I had one of those dresses that had like the Chinese collar and the print and stuff. Like I had one of those. Yeah. Looking back, it's not great to be performing in it. Is it? Yeah. It's, yeah. Well, yeah, it was that. And like, her lipstick, too, is, like, pretty, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. There's some yep. microaggressions in there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely interesting. 
Well, and oh, and my next quote before we get to Giles is, well, yeah, clowns are scary when they look like that. Yeah, true. I like when Xander punches him. I'm like, <laughs> yes, get it. Yeah. We're starting to fight back against the nightmares. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he yeah. insults him, too. After he punches him, he's like, you mm-hmm. were a bad clown at my sixth birthday party. <laughs> oh, get him, Xander. Um, this quote from Giles. So they... um. They're in a cemetery and they see Buffy's tombstone and Giles is like, this is my nightmare. And he says, um, I failed in my duty to protect you. I should have been more cautious, taken more time to train you, but you were so gifted and the evil was so great. I'm sorry. Mm. It was just like, oh, really pulls at my heartstrings. Absolutely. That's... Seeing that bond really developed pretty, really quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, you just learn so much about Giles has a character from that quote, I feel yeah. like. Oh, and jumping back before that, uh, the master quotes Cinderella, which is fun. Yeah, isn't that silly? What What is that quote? I have it written down somewhere else. A dream is a wish your yeah. heart makes. <laughs> master, you've seen Cinderella. Oh, <laughs> Very cultured for a vampire who has been underground for hundreds of years. Yeah, totally. Or 50 years, maybe. I don't know. If there was a movie company whose reach was so far that it reached the dead i feel like it would be disney (laughs) (laughs) i agree agree. yeah and they'd find a way to monetize it oh yeah (laughs) not that i don't love you but also you are a corporation i hate capitalism Uh, for sure uh willow do shut up where are we talking about specifically uh so this is after the but you were so gifted and then I think Willow's maybe spiraling and, and Giles just goes, Willow, do shut up. Oh, that's a quote. Oh, my God, I missed that. That's so funny. Willow, yeah. do shut up. Oh, Willow, you sweet, sweet girl. Yeah. And then a great Buffy quote. There are a lot scarier things than you, and I'm one of them. Yeah. Hell yeah. And what a what a nice way to, um like, the, the kid that she's trying to help get courageous or something what a nice fit because because she's in her nightmare at the moment she's right. she's a vampire slayer i don't know what a nice message to send that kid yeah and it, it's interesting that sort of the message that comes out of this is so you just keep getting scared until you're pissed off enough to fight back mm. it's sort of what mm. kind of ends up and then my last note is yay justice yeah yeah and and i'm glad that they say at the end that the dude is in jail or whatever. Yes, and I think that's why when I specifically said that, because uh, you and I both know what? that that is not always guaranteed. Friends, my dog is barking. I'll be right back. Sorry. Joseph. My grocery delivery came in. My notes specifically says to not knock on the door, but they did. The number of times I, I get a call from the delivery people and they're like, hi, I'm here. Like they want me to come out. And I'm like, I specifically clicked contactless delivery. Yeah, lead it. Just leave it. I'll come get it. Right. Thank you. Is it the dog barking at the door? I have a Listen. nest. Everybody has a nest. I have a nest. Come on. Yeah. The camera. I see you. Where did we leave off? Where's a good point? So, to pick up? Uh, yay, justice. Yay, justice. Yeah, dude is in jail. Fuck that dude. Evil, evil man. This is my first and only, actually, question for Allie in this episode. Yes. So we see a lot of different nightmares in this episode Mm -hmm. they start kind of mild and then they get like really 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 bad Mm -hmm. my question for you is what would your like mild nightmare have been my oh oh, i think i really talked i already talked about this was like waking up late and missing my alarm Mm -hmm. that kind of thing or i feel like during covid i woke up and i had dreams about like green globe the theater used to help run like having that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. like like a lot of those just like stress dreams kind of things mm-hmm. what about you i tend to not have the i woke up late thing because i don't have anything super important usually that i have to get to <laughs> but there was this one time there's one time that did happen where it was like a work that i worked at an aquarium and it was a tour that i was giving and it was really important to my bosses and it was just like this big thing it was early and I did I I did the set my alarm for PM instead of AM. I think that's what the issue is. I had like even ironed my clothes the night before, which if I'm ironing, that's big. If I'm ironing <laughs> the night before, that's even bigger. Like 
And then, yeah, I overslept. And so I, I think that's what my mild nightmare would be. Just the, I, I still remember, that's like the clearest example I have in recent years of just the instant sinking in your stomach feeling. Mm-hmm. I did have a mild nightmare the other night that Joey, who for our friends listening is currently sitting on my lap because he's having an attitude problem and barking at things. Joey's not always super receptive to strangers. There's a process you have to go through to when somebody new comes in. It's like whatever. And I had a nightmare the other night that he he didn't attack somebody, but it was like he nipped him. Like it wasn't Mm -hmm. it wasn't like a full on attack. Right. But it was it was like bad enough that it was thing. scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that might be it too. He's and just... what would be your extreme dream nightmare? Like, have you had any really bad ones? Oh, extreme! I was thinking about this too. You can edit this out if this is too deep. I I I've lived the extreme nightmare a little bit. Um, my nephew passed away from brain cancer. Um, and being with somebody in their final moments is the highest, one of the highest honors you could ever have and very meaningful. And I would, whatever, also a huge nightmare, huge nightmare. I was gonna say also understandably awful. Um, yeah. So I think, yeah, I think probably like losing somebody that I loved would be the, isn't that the, or, or like having some encounter with mortality myself like some sort of major Mm -hmm. illness diagnosis that would be i don't know what do you think so i actually have a very the worst dreams two dreams i ever had they happened i don't know if this has ever happened to you where you like wake up from a nightmare and if you don't like do something to shake yourself out of it you'll go back to the same dream or just like continue having bad dreams yeah yeah so that used to happen to me so i'm trying to remember the order so the first dream I went up to my dad's room. I was supposed to like wake him up for something and he was dead. <laughs> and you know how you have, you have dream logic and it's not real logic, but it's dream logic. So in my head, I was like, I can't carry him. I have to chop him up. <laughs> I'm sorry. Not so, funny. Not funny. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't need to laugh. I didn't. But it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's like outside of the dream. It's yeah, funny. Yeah. You yeah, can yeah, laugh. Yeah, yeah. So I chopped him up and put him in a pillowcase and i like <laughs> that's a big pillowcase He's a i big think dude. i like swung it over the landing or something like that <laughs> and then i like heard people coming and then i had the thought of oh no what if he wasn't really dead well he is now uh, well also what if they think that i'm yeah i've dismembered but yeah, murderer. Yeah, yeah i just yeah so uh <laughs> so that was one dream i'm sorry that sounds terrifying and then i wake up horrible and then i go back to sleep and we're at the zoo with our friends the sayers and their son david and i were walking like ahead of the group i think we were at like the zebras or something and then some crazy woman runs by us stabs david oh my god and then david collapses in my arms <gasps> and it was one of those really real dreams where like i could feel the weight of him in my arms oh. as i'm like trying to stem the blood and i'm like shouting for help and then i woke up and it was like 6 7 a.m way earlier than i usually got up and i was like fuck that i am not going back to sleep no absolutely not we are starting our day now yeah so yeah those are the two worst dreams i've ever had Wow. Oh, yeah, that sounds scary. Mm, man. Not quite as deep as, as yours, but... Uh... Well, and I'll just wrap up that section by saying um, I'm going to give a plug for the Chad Tuff Defeat DIPG Foundation, which is working to end the types of horrible brain cancer that a lot of our... The Chad Tuff Defeat DIPG Foundation is a fantastic nonprofit doing amazing things to end a the most deadly form of pediatric brain cancer out there. So give them your money, folks. Excellent. I love that. And we'll have the link to that in the details for this episode. You're very kind. Um, You can't see, but Joey has his paws <gasps> up as if he's saying, as if he's imploring you to support, um, Hello, support Prince Joseph. good organizations Hello. too. He misses you, Allie. He just told me that. Oh, Joey, you're sweet. I miss you too. Oh, um, it, nightmares are scary, man. This was I, I imagine this was a terrifying episode for our characters to live through. Yeah, man. and a last last moment on 
beer, I see we have a bit of trivia here, Nicholas. Yeah, so this is an interesting fact. Um, Sarah Michelle Gellar, the actress who plays Buffy, has a fear of being buried alive. And that comes up very briefly as a scene in this episode. Mm -hmm. And in an interview with Rolling Stone, she said that this was um, an extremely hard scene for her to film and that she was hysterical on the drive home after shooting that scene. That's another one up there for me, being buried alive, yep. drowning, mm -hmm. being like, like, I don't know, claustrophobic. Ooh, yeah, ooh, like no, I feel like there's no, a lot no, no, of no, no, things no. that's like, yeah, on a day-to-day -day basis, I'm not claustrophobic. You start burying me alive, suddenly you're. I'm going to find I'm very claustrophobic. New fear unlocked, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. We did it. When I was going for my first MRI, they were like, oh, do you have claustrophobia? And I was like, we're going to find out. <laughs> <laughs> do you have claustrophobia? No. Did you find no, out? I was fine. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Good stuff. I was fine. They played music for you and they were always really yeah. nice. They always gave me a blanket. Oh, yeah, I, I had a very easy time. <laughs> I'm glad for you. I'm I even more glad that MRIs aren't a routine part of your day-to-day -day life anymore. Not day-to-day. -day, no, no. So that's good. Good stuff. So I think that about does it for this episode. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us. And we hope you'll join us again for our next episode, where we'll discuss season one, episode 11. Out of mind, out of sight. It's another mind fucker. And if you are just too excited to wait until our next episode to chat, send us an email at tabularasabpod at gmail.com. And you can also say hello to us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at at tabularasabpod. Allie, I uh, know for a fact that people want to know where to <laughs> find you online. Where can they do that? Absolutely. Folks can find me on Instagram and Twitter at daughterpick. D-A-U-G-H-T-E-R-P-I-C-K. Or they can find me on TikTok at Future Black Cat. And if you want to support me as an artist, you can go to buymeacoffee.com slash Press A-L-L-I-E-P-R-E-S-S, and uh, toss a few bucks my way. That'd be appreciated. Absolutely. All of those social media handles, as usual, will be in the description. Allie, I hope you have a stunning evening. You as well. And you, all of our listeners as well. Make proud choices. Bye. Bye. Tabula Rasa Bitches is hosted by Allie Press and Nick Mercer. With music by Infoton Cult, artwork by Charlotte Fleming Design, and consultation by Evo Terra.